Welcome to the Success Inspired Podcast, a business and personal development podcast to help you accomplish more in life and realize your true potential. And now here is your host, Vit Muller. Hello, everybody. My guest today is an affiliate marketer and expert on building profitable businesses on Etsy. Now, for those of you who don't know what Etsy is, it's an online marketplace for handmade products in a nutshell. But I'll get my guest to expand on that, obviously. It's not my expertise. Now, she helps um, Etsy sellers build a thriving businesses and embrace the entrepreneurial journey. She has overcome a lot of obstacles and hardship in her own journey, becoming an online marketer, and would love to share this entrepreneurial story with all of you listeners today. Her latest achievement is getting laid off and making 26000 in just 30 days. Please welcome to the show, Nancy Badillo. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Great to have you on the show, Nancy. Great to have you on the show. Now, since I've already introduced you a little bit, um, mm-hmm. what's something that not a lot of people know about you? I think this goes with the with your theme, success inspired. I think is um, I have struggled for a very long time to achieve where I'm at today. So this didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen when you know two years ago. It had, it, I've been working on this for 11 years as wow. a digital marketing specialist, and I'm self-taught. So when I started originally with digital marketing, um, it was in 2009 when the market crashed, and I had lost my home. I was a, a young adult with a home, and I had lost my home, and I have, um, you know, people were talking about making money online back then, and I, I was curious about it because of everything that I was going through, and I just started learning about blogging, digital marketing, affiliate marketing, etc. And that's kind of how it started. But it started because I had lost my home and I was looking for a way to make money. And it kind of started that way. And I was self-taught. I didn't have any money to to invest in a course or a mentor. And the few times that I did have the money, it was like fluff material. It didn't really help me as much mm-hmm. um, to propel me. So the first couple of years, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. I can, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, that's that must be very tough, and and also emotionally stressful, right? Uh, so how did you how did you deal with that? Because I know you know when we are stressed, and this is a survival mode essentially we're talking about, right? Like in a way, yeah. because when you lose, like we talk about the Maslow's pyramid, right? The Maslow pyramid. You have to have your mm-hmm. the basic covered. You have to have a shelter. You have to have roof over your head. You have to have food, and then you know, and, and then you your social. Um, social connections and then self-actualization at the top of it. So if you lose your house, that's like losing the base, losing the foundation, and then yeah. that can be very scary. Right? It's like a survival instinct. Now you're trying to do everything you can to to to, to, to turn things around. So tell tell me about that that process. Like, how did you navigate through the whole online marketing world? Where did you start? It was hard because I was all over the place. I didn't really know how to get started. I knew I wanted to make money online. And at that moment, I was so desperate. I was like willing to do anything to learn, you know, willing to do affiliate marketing or blogging or whatever it took. And what I was doing was I was I had a full time. I had to stop going to school um, because I couldn't afford. I was going to DePaul University. I couldn't afford to finish my bachelor's um, because I was paying out of pocket as well. Um, So I had to stop school. And I almost had to like kind of take a step back, get another job that I really didn't care for and do that job full time while still trying to do the side hustle full time. Eventually I went back to school and got a second bachelor's and a master's, but imagine like I had to like start all over again, basically I felt. And when I first started, I was just all over the place. I, I, you know, I would try blogging. It it didn't work out for me because I'm not a good writer and I didn't understand SEO. And, and not only that, it's just so much to learn because when you think of blogging, you think it's just writing an article and uploading it, but it doesn't work that way. You have to learn how to optimize your blog for SEO. You have to learn um, what keywords to use in order to rank on Google, how to gain authority from Google, all these things that I really didn't know I needed to learn. So it was all like trial and failure, trial and failure. I would do this and I fail. I do this and I fail. Now I call it win or learn. You either Mm. win or you learn. And if you if you don't win, meaning you don't become successful with that, you just pivot and try something else. Back then, it was just like trial and fail. I would try this and I couldn't figure out. I would try this. And thank God that the internet is a great 
place to learn things. So I would just look up YouTube videos. I would look up, I would try to go to Facebook groups and make connections with people. I would um, do guest blogging. I started doing that as a way to network with other people and learn from them. And that gave me more ability to learn. That's how I met one of my influencers, um, Zach Johnson. And then he would give me like free passes to the summit and um, he helped me out a lot. Um, I did um, also press for two summits in a row because of him. So that gave me the ability to network with other people. But it all started with just getting myself out there and just trying different things until I kind of found my like my flow and, and kind of, and then the thing that kept me going to answer your question was, you know, I will make like two pennies and I'm like, huh, that's exciting. I know it doesn't sound like a lot and I couldn't do anything with it, but just the fact that I just made two cents and then it went to a dollar. I'm like, okay, so how can I make a hundred now? Like, you know, and that kind of kept me going, I guess a little bit, but it wasn't enough, obviously, because it wasn't enough for me to pay my bills and everything else that comes with it. But that's kind of how I started, I just online and just searching for stuff and just learning as I went and making a lot of mistakes. That's that's awesome. There's a couple of takeaway <laughs> points I'm getting here, but the first one that you mentioned, which I really, really love, is you either learn or you win. There's no okay. failure. I really love that because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is true. It's been said time and time again in your business journey, whatever journey, um, when we fail, it's an opportunity to learn and be better next time, right? So uh, as long as you look at it that way, it's always a learning experience. It's always going to propel you forward. Your next step, you're going to make better decisions. Um, That's amazing. So I'm going to quote that. I'm going to add that quote. You either learn or you win. That's awesome. Now, second thing is, like you said, internet, amazing, right? There is so many people um, out there, um, that are willing to help and that you can learn of. Um, I have to say from my own journey here, starting this podcast only you know, a couple of months ago, um, I'm now reaching to uh, uh, people from all over the world. You know, I, I've, I've had guests from US, I've had guests from Europe, people I've never met. And it's purely by networking, you know, contacting people on LinkedIn. Oftentimes people contact me now because they sort of come across my podcast and they pitch their story and pitch, you know, um, how they can, you know, bring value to the guests. And it's just been amazing. The whole internet, it's for anybody, for anybody out there, guys listening, you know, if you're, if you're stuck at home and you feel like, you know, I don't know anybody, you can very quickly make connections. There is, there is, um, we're not, talk, we're not just talking social media here, you know, there is, there is directories, you know, where you can, uh-huh. for your specific niche where people hang out, you know. Um, there's so much. Um, so internet, definitely great, great opportunity to m- make, um, make money as well. Um, yeah. and, and like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's not an easy one. You, you got to learn everything. You got to learn all the aspects and it's like the blogging example, that, that's, that was a good example. I mean, exactly. You know, you, you need to learn the SEO, you need to learn the, the headlines as well, right? And you need yeah. to learn how to tag the headlines on the background. Like, you know, is it a top H1 or H2 and, and all those things? It's incredible. Um, so where are you now with all this? Um, if we just fast forward, it's been, so you started sort of looking into online marketing, 2009, market crash, you lost the house. You started looking at, okay, what can I yeah. do? Start looking at things. You start looking at blogging. Now fast forward 2020. Where is Nancy Badillo with all this? So... Where I'm at today kind of goes back to where, how I started and it actually helped me. So when I started, I was all over the place because I was doing blogging and I would try affiliate marketing. Then I would try to create a blog and flip it and sell it. And I would do this idea. I would do that idea. And then, or let me grow my, my following. So then all of those things that I, I was good at some things, I failed at some things. Now I'm using to help other people leverage social media and leverage branding to grow their Etsy store. So a couple of years ago, I um, got married in 2014. I got engaged and someone told me, oh, you should buy an Etsy. They sell handmade items for weddings. Prior to that, I didn't know anything about Etsy. I wasn't a graphic designer. I didn't know how to create anything online. So it wasn't like a platform that I would look look up to to learn how to make money on. So I, I went in there and I bought some like digital files for my wedding, like a wedding sign, a wedding invite, 
And I remember saying to myself at that moment, wow, this lady made $65 out of me. I'm downloading the files. I'm editing the files and I'm printing the files. And that gave me an aha moment. I was like, this is brilliant. And then I started doing research because due to the nature that I'm, a, I'm already a digital marketer, yep. I started seeing other stores doing the same. They were selling digital products and some were making six figures a year, which I thought was pretty decent. And, and, and even more, some other stores. And I was like, I could do this as a side hustle additional to everything else. So I started doing that. And because I already had a lot of knowledge of how to build a brand, even though I had not done it for myself yet, but I was doing it for other people because I was doing freelance yep. and I knew how to grow social media really well. I started my store and like my first year, I made like 21,000 and I literally didn't know what I was doing. The first six months, I made tons of mistakes and put it this way. I started creating files using Word document because I didn't know how to use Photoshop. I'm self-taught. Now I know how to use Photoshop. I didn't know about programs like Canva. And anytime I needed any design, I used to go and buy it from someone, Fiber or Upwork or somewhere else. So I started creating quotes using Word. I would type in the quote, save it as a JPEG and sell it on Etsy. That's how I started. Because that's, I it. Didn't know, that's it. Because, because <laughs> I didn't know how to make anything. And I thought I could do that. I could do a quote, this girl's on fire by Alicia Keys, you know, and then sell it. Mm. But then... Within six months, I had like a thousand listings. I was doing quotes for everything, Seinfeld, TV shows, movies. Like I just took quotes from everywhere because I saw everyone else doing that on Etsy as well. So I'm like, I can make a money from this. I know how to market myself. So I have an advantage. The issue was a lot of those quotes were trademark intellectual property. And I got dinged by Etsy. I got like six notices. Etsy kept sending me reminders like, hey, you can't sell this. And they were taking my listings down. And I had to take a step back and say, okay. Let me learn more about intellectual property. I taught myself that. And I'm like, okay, so I can't sell these things. Even though I saw other people sell it, I just thought it was right, but I was so wrong. So I started learning about digital products. I completely changed my whole niche. I started all over again, as you can see again. And I started selling digital products for like party and wedding events. And that's when my income doubled. And then the next year it tripled. But that's kind of how it started with Exe. And once I started doing Exe and I started doing really, really well, I was like, okay, I'm all over the place in my career as my own brand. I'm competing with big people like Neil Patel and all these big bloggers. That's going to be really hard for me to, to rank in their category. Mm. What can I do that's different that I could stand out? And that's when I started doing, I was like, okay, I'm going to become an Exe coach. And I'm going to help other Etsy sellers because I have made a lot of mis mistakes on my Etsy store that I didn't know about that when I was Googling them and trying to find answers, everybody else was trying to find the same answer. And that's when I became myself an Etsy coach. I niched down to Etsy versus digital world and everything in the digital space. I started helping Etsy sellers. I created a course on helping Etsy sellers. And that's kind of how I propelled my career. I got a YouTube channel that has 37,000 YouTubers. Um, subscribers, excuse me. And that's kind of how I started. I started really, really niching down. But that's like kind of like my whole journey there. But my past, right, and all the things I learned and all the mistakes I've made has helped me be where I'm at now in 2020. And that would have been a few <laughs> years before you started to see the success of Etsy. So really interesting point here is, again, for everybody listening, if, you're being, if you've been pursuing a certain path, um, certain business journey, certain entrepreneurial journey, and you're not seeing any success, but you're continually learning, that is essentially that foundation that you're building, building that knowledge, building that experience, and that will pay off eventually. As long as you stay uh, consistent, stay committed, and and are willing to continue to learn, um, then eventually you will, you will, you will see success uh, just like Nancy. Great story, Nancy. And let's talk about your YouTube channel because um, that is that is that is um, impressive. Thirty-seven thousand subscribers. It's you know, I mean, if we talk about you know the range. Obviously, it's not in millions, but it's yeah. not zero either. And as you know, yeah, when, we, yeah. when we start getting into thousands of subscribers, that's when you start getting some traction, right? So as exactly. a result, as a result of having uh, built this audience of thirty-seven thousand people um, on YouTube, how do you see that? Um, affecting like your sales and in terms of like what's the benefit of having so many how do you how do you um what's the word 
how do you make the most of um, having so many uh, so many subscribers? It's it's pretty amazing. I would say anyone out there, videos are redefining the way that people see content online. I never realized it before. Another thing, just to kind of inspire people, I'm an introvert. So when I first started my YouTube channel, if you go back to the beginning, they're horrible. I never recorded my face. It was all screens. I think I got maybe three or four videos in the beginning out of my first 300 videos that it was just me talking and I was pregnant and I'm talking and you could barely hear me speak because I'm breathing really hard. <laughs> and um, I have my channel now. This, this year will be three years in December. Um, so I have it now for two and a half years. And it just start. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And I started with baby steps. I started with, okay, I'm going to do a video. Even if I'm recording the screen, I started with that. In addition to that, I never promoted my products or services or anything because I really didn't have an online course. I didn't have anything that will make me a lot of money besides use this link and I'll get, you get 40 free listings when you open your store and I get 40. And now I have I think over 80,000 free listings from Etsy just from that, from YouTube and promoting it there. So that's pretty amazing too, because I'm getting free listings. I wish they had an affiliate program, but you know, that's what I get 40 free mm. listings, which is amazing. And I just want to make a point that a lot of people are like, I don't want to do videos. I'm too shy. Just start. I started doing that. I started just recording my screen. Then I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I provide value before I ask for people to join anything? So in the beginning, I was doing Etsy critiques for free. And I would use my experience from my store, my experience from the nine years before that with digital marketing, how to grow online, like your Instagram, your Pinterest, your um, Facebook, Facebook groups, because I grow those as well. I would show that through the videos and I will help people like you have not optimized your store. You have not done this, this is. And I started doing free critiques. I mean, I was doing, I think at one point, like maybe anywhere from 20 free critiques every month. Mm -hmm. Majority of my videos in the beginning were teaching people how to do stuff on XE and then also free critiques. That helped me get people to like me, to trust me, to make them feel or not make them feel, but know that I do have some expert field when it comes to digital marketing. I'm helping people. I'm very genuine. And one thing that I always try to do is when I critique someone, I don't try to tear anyone down because we all start. If you would have saw my store like four years ago, you would have been like, oh my God, her store was, my store was ugly. So who am I to say, oh, your listing looks horrible. So I try to have that perspective of inspiring people, motivating them and not tearing them down. And that's through all my critiques. So that's kind of how, how I got my momentum is value, 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 value. What I've noticed is that many YouTubers not there's some that are just amazing, even better than me. But for the most part, they give you a lot of fluff or they give you a lot of context. Like they talk, but they don't show you how to do it. You, and then you have to buy it to do it. Yeah. My videos were all, here we go. Let's do the tutorial. And I will show them. And that's how the momentum started for me. It was just providing a lot of value, getting myself out there, even if I was scared. And then this year, it has been the first time Every single video before I do the tutorial, I do an intro with my face mm -hmm. and I change all my thumbnails with my face. Before that, I didn't even have my face on my on the thumbnails. That's how bad it was because I, I'm such an introvert. So it took a, took a good few years before you felt confident again in front of camera. Yeah, it really did. I, it shouldn't took me that long. I don't know why it took me that long. It just, I was so used to always being behind the scene. I made money through affiliate marketing. I never had to show my face. It wasn't my product. It wasn't my service. So why show my face? So that was the mentality I had. And then once I realized, okay, I'm trying to build a brand. I'm trying mm. to like get people to know who I am. I'm going to have to put my face out there. And when I did that, it really changed for me. Because a lot of people will say, oh my God, I could see you finally. I love you. And you're so <laughs> great. And people were telling me what I thought already that I probably should show my face more. And people just like were like, I appreciate that you are putting your face now in the camera. So that really helped me a lot. But that's kind of like how I started. I think the most important thing with the video is providing value and being you. I love it. I love it. Really interesting. Great takeaway points for me is that, and for everybody listening, is like you said, just provide value. Don't worry about um, 
you know how it's gonna look uh, also because like i said you know if, if you're if you're not so confident getting yourself in front of camera there is mm-hmm. still other ways you can you can record um an audio and then make a make a little overlay or like what you did exactly. you just you were just recording your screens so you were actually literally on the screen of browsing a website um uh rank not ranking but um giving a review on someone's etsy shop and so yeah it wasn't you at all you were just behind it so it gave you a bit of confidence like that sort of stuff so that's 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 great um and giving value not asking for anything i i, I believe that is the way definitely but mm-hmm. also how do you strike that balance because what you were saying you know some some youtubers they might go they might start trying to hook you they just give you a little bit but they don't really tell you much and then they try and sell you something which we know it's a strategy but it's like how far you know there's that fine balance but how much do you give because you want to be you want to help people but at what point do do you stop there and say okay for more sign up um because i mean it's a you also need to make money, right? You're absolutely right. It is a balance. I think in the beginning, I didn't care about giving so much and not getting anything in return because in the beginning, it was more about building a brand, like building myself up. But once I have that momentum, then I realized, okay, I am giving the house and you do have to make money. So what I always try to do is I still do free critiques now, even though I don't necessarily need to. And I charge for free. I charge for critiques as well. But I do give free critiques to give back to the community. I do one to four every single month for free for the followers. Um, But you know what? What I've learned is that sometimes, even though you might give everything and you might provide a lot, sometimes people are more willing to pay for your services because in YouTube, unless you structure in the way that you say, get started here and here are all the steps. My videos are not structured that way, unfortunately, because in the beginning, I really didn't have structure. I just did what I thought I would do at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, people do end up buying from you because they're like, well, if her content, her free content is this good, I could imagine her paid content is going to be even better. So that's one thing that many people told me. I mean, I got that that line from people following me, not because I made that up. I never said to people, oh, my content is even better when you buy it. No, they told me that. They're like, I bet if I buy from you, your content's going to even be better. And I think um, a lot of times, because people are so new to it, even when you explain it, they need more. So even when I do tutorials, I get a lot of people that are like, I still don't understand the whole process. And that's when I'm like, okay, well, if you, you know, enroll in my course, I teach you the entire process and more. In addition to that, you have coaching for me 24-7. So if you get stuck, you can message me in the group and I always respond to everyone. I'm not one of those coaches that leave and then you never see them again after you buy. So that's why, that's the difference for me. And and no, I don't provide um, all my freebies at once now anymore because I do have to make money. But in addition, as a YouTuber, um, once you start growing, you also make past of income from YouTube as well. So you don't want to just be doing fluff videos because if you provide a really excellent video and a lot of people are liking it, a lot of people are sharing it, a lot of people are viewing it, that also means that you make more money too from that video. So it has a a positive when you do give more. Um, But I think there's a way that you could still provide value without giving it all like I used to in the beginning, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a great great point that you're making is that not just by doing one particular thing like being you know focusing on etsy and making money from etsy it's like a just almost like by accident by sharing videos on youtube which you may not even consider as a as a business on its own it ends up being another another a revenue stream right and so oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you asked me a few seconds ago how it has impacted me when it comes to like monetizing and stuff. Yeah. And I guess I didn't really answer that question because I started talking about providing value, but it does. Like now I'm at I'm to the point that a lot of my sales they come from YouTube because when people sign up, the first thing they say, I found you on YouTube. I found you on YouTube. When I do a search for my name on YouTube, it gets searched, I think last time I checked 122,000 monthly searches. That's amazing. That's from YouTube. YouTube sending me traffic when they type in XE. So YouTube has been the best thing I have done. I think if I've if I would have not done YouTube, I would not have as many followers 
as much growth. And another great thing about YouTube, it helps you cross promote your business. So when you're on YouTube, you could cross promote your blog. You could cross promote your Instagram. You could cross promote your Pinterest. Then you could promote your products and services. So it has exploded. Not only the revenue I make on YouTube, which is not a lot, but I make an average from $1,200 to $1,600 a month. A lot of people, that's enough for them to quit, especially moms that want to stay at home with their kids. That's enough for them to say, wow, I'd love to make $1,600 a month. That's how much I make on my part-time job now. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's it's enough for a lot of people, especially depending where you live. And, you know, just to get that income, which is just extra money, get get extra traffic back to all my services for free because of YouTube, and then it helps me be, it is helping me build my brand and authority in Google. I mean, you can't beat that. You YouTube can't beat is that. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I really love that because now it's essentially you just focus on one thing. I think that's that's the that's the the, the, the quick tip here for everybody is rather than trying to grow all the social media platforms at once, doing Facebook, doing Instagram, doing Twitter, you know, I mean in this in this case doing more Pinterest because more female oriented market. Try and do all that, you might see some growth, but because you're not giving your focus to one particular thing, you're kind of spreading yourself thin. Exactly. Whereas being focused on just YouTube, one strategy, one medium, doing it really well, growing it there. Once you grow it, then I mean, it makes perfect sense. All you need yeah. to do then is just mention, hey guys, now I'm also on Instagram. And because mm-hmm. you all love me, you follow me, you value uh, my advice, um, my support to you. Why don't you hop over to Instagram and give me a follow? Because you know I might put some extra stuff there that is not in he. Um, exactly. That's 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 great. I always I always tell people when they start their career and like they they want to do all these social media platforms. I say do it because ultimately you're gonna have people that visit YouTube that don't visit Instagram or Instagram that don't visit Facebook. So you want to be um, a bit uh, like your brand visible in all of them. And then what you want to do is you you know if you create content, share it all across. But don't spend countless hours like on Instagram trying to get a follower. Followers, you know, they're great for credibility. But, you know, at one point I had a huge following and I wasn't making any money with them, right? Mm. Because I had a lot of followers, but I was all over the place. I, I was in niche down. I wasn't providing as much value. Um, I, you know, one day I'm talking about this. The next day I'm talking about something way different. So what I always tell people, okay, is when you first start your first 30 days, Post every day, not every day, but consistent enough, at least three times a week on all of your platforms. And the, the platforms that you see that gets you the most traction, the ones that you start seeing like, okay, I, I keep posting on Pinterest and that one's driving me tons of traffic. Put a little bit more energy on the ones that are driving you more traffic, but still, you know, post everywhere so you could be consistent. That way, when you start blowing up on one and you start cross promoting, they don't go to your Instagram and it's empty. But yeah. that's what I do. Pinterest and YouTube are like the two driving forces that help me grow everything around. I still post on all of them, but I, even Pinterest, I don't spend, like I just did last night, maybe 90 minutes, and I posted all the way to November 21st. So I did almost two months of content in 90 minutes, and I'm done with Pinterest now. The only thing I might post there once in a while, if, it's, if I have a podcast, I always put it in there. Like once in a while, I might go and put like a new pin or something, but I already created everything already. All I not, now all I have to do is concentrate on YouTube, creating new videos, bashing them out as well. I do that a lot. And then that helps me continue to grow. And it is amazing. I love and it. you don't feel burnt out doing it that way. I love it. Now, Nancy, let's talk about Etsy a little bit as well. Let's expand a little bit more on that because uh, I assume now there is um, – Find your listeners who are sitting at home, maybe some stay-at-home moms, and they're like, I want to know more. I want to know more because mm-hmm. I'm stuck at home uh, for another 12 months maybe. Um, and maybe they have passion in making something out of, you know, maybe they're, um, what's the word? They're, maybe they're making something like like a toys or, you know, mm-hmm. things. They're making things at home, that. right? They're making handmade, handmade products at home. And they maybe have been doing that for some friends, but now they're listening to this podcast. They're like, hang on a minute. Maybe I could do more of that and actually create some income. So how, how does one st- get started on Etsy? 
what I say, you know, Etsy is a great platform because it's very unique. It's very different from Amazon and other platforms. You can't do reselling on Etsy. And that's what makes it so special. Everything that you buy on Etsy is handmade, customized, or personalized. So you, you pretty much could do any, you could pretty much sell anything from tangible items to digital products as long as you made the product. And it might sound a little bit complicated, but to be quite honest, anyone could sell on Etsy. I have learned this myself um, because even if you want to start with digital products, but you say to yourself, well, I'm not an artist. I don't feel qualified. I don't know how to use graphic designs. You don't have to worry about that because you could buy graphic designs from independent creators that you buy like a bundle of flowers for like $8 and you could use that to create products to sell on Etsy using softwares like Canva, which is so easy to use um, with a little bit of training. Now, on that point, uh, mm-hmm. somebody might say, hang on a minute, but that's like that's like kind of like me, like I'm faking it because I'm buying it off somebody else and I'm selling it as it's my own. But then, hang on a minute, you got to realize that is that's uh, that is how business works. In your business, you will have contractors in a regular you know business. You will have people doing stuff for you, employees, contractors. It's no different, right? No, you know, just to clarify, because you did make a valid point, and, and I'm, I apologize if I'm not just being very specific. You actually buy these um, beautiful graphic designs. You could buy, there's so many different things you could buy, but let's talk about graphic designs. You buy them from a license. Someone created them, but you're not selling as is because that's their work. But what you're doing is you're adding to it. So you could buy beautiful graphic designs and create a t-shirt, put the flowers and in the middle, put Nancy, let's say you're doing a a t-shirt with somebody's name and you created that. And then you could sell that on Etsy. So you shouldn't feel like an imposter because Mm -hmm. you actually are creating something. You're just using those elements to create your own design. That's all it is. You're using beautiful graphic designs. I mean, there's, they have so many things from um, clip art that you could use to SVG files to, um, things that you could put on a, on a mug, things that you could put on a t-shirt, things that you could put on anything that your creativity will take you to. And then you sell that because you created it. You just buying the elements and making something out of it, which is beautiful. And it's pretty amazing. And the more you do it, the more creative you get, believe it or not. It's almost like anything in life. Like, you know, you don't know how to cook. Your first meal is not going to be the best. After your 10th meal, you're, you're starting to get the hang of it. It's just the same way. It's just the same way. So on Etsy, um, you talk a lot about digital design. So we mean things like, so I'm drinking this coffee here and this, this cup is completely blank. And say I want to I put something that's personal on it. I would go on Etsy and I would search for it. And then somebody would either already have it and I would buy it as a digital design. And then what I would get my yeah. cup printed somewhere. Yeah, exactly. There's So if you are... Are you talking about more if you were like selling on Etsy? No, no, no. If I'm the, as a buyer. A as buyer. A bu- mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're a buyer and let's say you're, you, you have a mug and you want your, your favorite phrase, like maybe you want your tagline, the success inspired on your mug. You could find somebody on Etsy and, and they have custom orders. So say custom order and you could say, Hey, I love your designs in your store. I know that you create designs from mugs. I want my own custom mug with my podcast tagline on it. And you tell them, you send them your logo and they do it for you. And they ship you out the the mug with the design on it. So they create it for you. Some are already pre-made, meaning that they already created the mug with the quote or the picture or whatever it is. And you're just buying it. And then some are custom made. You could specifically ask, this is what I want. And they'll do it for you. It's, It's pretty, pretty amazing. You just gave me an idea what I'm going to do for this <laughs> podcast. I'm I'm envisioning a, a, a pitch black cup, like dark matte finish cup with the logo. <laughs> there you go. I'm telling you. And then you can use it for your podcast or, now, for other, YouTube or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh-huh. Now, other than digital products, the, the, that, that, is, that, is a, that is not the main thing what the Etsy is about, right? It's more about physical products that people make and they're handmade. Is that right? Yeah. Well, digital products are handmade too. So they qualify Sorry, yes. under the same category, but you're right. When you sell on Etsy, you could sell anything handmade from t-shirts, from mugs, from top bags, um, baby prints, printables that you know people buy and you, you as a seller send them the print as well, canvas, 
pillows, clothing, um, logos, business logos, business cards. I mean, you name it and they sell it on XC. You'd be surprised at the list of things. I mean, you'll find stuff in there. You're like, wow, I never even thought about this. Jewelry is huge on XC if you sell jewelry. Um, necklaces, baby jewelry is very big. Tattoos are big on XC as well. Tattoos? Stickers. How do you sell um, tattoos? Tattoos, the ones, um, they sell them for a lot of weddings. They'll say bridesmaid and they're really cute and adorable, but their stores are killing it. Oh, you mean, you mean like a single, like a temporary tattoos? Or, mm -hmm. Fake right. tattoos, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Fake okay. tattoos. Um, a huge, huge market, especially right now, is digital planners. From financial planners to budgeting, for meal planning, to losing weight, to everything. Anything digital planning is... I, I think I did a I did a video a couple of days ago and in 2018 it was like I think it was like 8,000 monthly searches right now for this mm -hmm. month in September and right now it's at almost at 22,000 the other day when I saw it monthly searches for that it has like triple because of the pandemic so it's, like, that it's is, a really good niche to go into yeah that is interesting so people literally looking for somebody else to plan their The food, how to eat, plan, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you could sell. And, and the cool thing about um, starting on XE is that you could sell both. You could have a store where you sell digital items and, and products that you actually mail out to the customer. So if you sell digital planners, you could give the customer the option of, hey, you want this uh, to-do list? You could buy it right now for $2.99 and instant downloading, or we could send it to you and it's $6.99. Mm. So you could do both options too, which is really cool. Now, how does it work with product? So let's say I make something at home. It's a physical product. It's handmade. I want to sell it on Etsy. Is it similar to Amazon where you, you know, you make a big batch of these, you put them all in a box and you ship it to the, to the big warehouse somewhere where they deal with all the logistics and then they deal, the sh deal with the shipping onto a customer? Yeah, I, I, it works both ways. Um, you could be the person that ships out the package, like you sell the item, you create the item, and then you sell it out. Or you could be like working with a third party, like a print on demand, which means like a that, drop ship. Exactly, you could do it that way too. So it works both ways. Um, they don't. I don't think they like to call it drop ship, but I know it's like print on demand. They have like Printful, um, is one of the companies to work with. Um, this partner with XC that you could create a T-shirt. Um, and then you go to Printful and they order, they, they're the ones that go ahead and create the item for the customer and mail it out with your branding though. So the customer doesn't really, doesn't know that it was a third party company that, you know, messaged it out because you could do your own branding with them, which is really nice as well. And there's no, there's no, uh, there's no. no, like, you know, what they call a, a, a stock cost, <laughs> like you are stock sitting on shelves. You don't, you exactly. got none of that. None of that. You just pay them a fee. Obviously they make a cut out of the sale. But it's nice because you don't have to have a whole bunch of inventory at your home mm. sitting, especially if you don't have the money or you first started with XE. You know, it just sucks to have like a whole bunch of boxes in your house taking space, especially if you're not making money in the beginning. You're trying to still figure it out. That's one. That's a nice way that people do it print on demand because they don't have to. They just they, they only create the product or start the process once they, they actually get an order. They don't have to create a whole bunch and have it in their home sitting there. So you need really very nice. little to get started. You 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 need barely anything to get started. And yeah, even if you, mm -hmm. I love it, I love it. And even if you don't have a a skill with how to use graphic design software, but maybe you know how to draw on paper, right? You could still exactly. do that. You could draw it on paper, take a picture of that, go on uh, maybe like Fiverr, give it to somebody, and say, "You're a graphic designer. Design this for me." And they come back to you, and it's still your design, and then you sell it. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's so, when I first started, I thought I, I could never do XE because I don't know how to draw anything. I'm not a graphic designer, but what I learned was um, when I started doing research, especially because I got hit with the intellectual property was mm. what, what I realized was, oh, they have a website that I could go to and buy any type of design that I, I'm looking at that I want to use and then use that design to create something out of it and then sell it. And that's what everyone else was doing. But in the beginning, because I didn't know this, I thought everyone in there was a graphic designer. Like I literally thought everyone drew their stuff. Like they actually created that. 90% of the people that sell on Etsy, I won't say 90, I don't know the number, but a big percentage is stuff that they already bought from a third-party independent creator. 
and they're using as their, uh, not as their own, but they're using it and adding their own design to it, which is really neat. Another thing is, is very um, low cost effective to start a business on XE. Um, it doesn't cost that much to get started. In addition to that, they have built-in traffic too, which is really nice. When you have your own website, um, you're responsible not for only for the creation of the product, doing SEO, uploading, um, keeping up with the website and everything else. You're also responsible for driving traffic. And at least with Etsy, if you're first starting and you feel quite overwhelmed and you feel like maybe, I don't know if I could do this, it's a great platform because they already have traffic coming towards you. And as a new store, they favor your store as a new store. Um, so you'll start getting traction as long as you have great products, you have a great mock-up, you have great customer service and you keep up with it, you'll be good at it. So mm. it's a great start for anyone out there. Beginner, seasoned seller, doesn't matter. So it's, it's a, yeah, it, I mean, it's like any other directory. So it's got its own algorithm. It works mm -hmm. a certain way. It favors certain things, gives, mm -hmm. um, gives you more popularity when people, more people follow you and you're making Just more sales because it, exactly. in, it's a business and for them, it's more, it's a business for them as well, right? They, they exactly. make their cut when you sell. So if you're selling well and they're going to give you better positioning and I love it. Exactly. I love it. You, you just mentioned that that's something that a lot of people don't get and you just got it. Like how XE works is exactly what you said. And many platforms work the same way, like Instagram, YouTube, etc. When you first list an item, it has to be optimized correctly for SEO and it has to have amazing photos because the first couple hours, the first couple days, they don't tell us how long they keep your listing on the first page of XE. They really don't give you that information. But it's very crucial that you have an amazing photo because mm. if a lot of people are liking, buying, and clicking, you actually could, could become a bestseller for that item even though you are a new XE seller. Right. A lot of people don't know that. And if you have bad photos, it doesn't matter how amazing your product is. A bad photo will prevent you getting a bestseller. It will prevent the, it will prevent people from buying from you because they're not going to want to click from you. In addition to that, you will bury in the search results because after a while, X is going to say, okay, well, this listing did it really well. Let's pump it up. This listing didn't do that well. Let's bury in the search results. And that's exactly how it works. Which awesome. Is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've covered it enough for anybody now to have a good understanding of how Etsy works and go ahead and start their shop. But if they do need a bit of help, um, they can reach out to you, right? Yes, I actually have an amazing course. It's called the Arts Printable Etsy course. And don't let the name fool you. I know it says Arts Printable, but the cool thing about my course is that it's applicable for anyone. So whether you have digital products or you want to start selling art printables or maybe you have a jewelry line, my course will be beneficial for you. So the first 45 modules teaches you how to start an XC shop, how to brand yourself correctly, how to, how to choose your micro niche, how to write a micro niche statement, how to do SEO, how to optimize your store for SEO the correct way, how to find profitable keywords, how to start email marketing, and how to look at your store in a perspective way that you learn how to manage it, how to grow and continue to grow. So that's the first 45 videos. So those videos could really be for any type of store. In addition to that, you get eight bonus courses. So you get bonus number one is um, do-it-yourself products, digital products. I teach you how to do 11 different digital products step-by-step step from downloading the file, uploading it to Canva, creating the file, what to put, how to change the file, how to save a quality file, everything. And then I give additional bonuses like how to use your fan, um, your Facebook fan page, how to use your Facebook profile page as a sales funnel, how to create a Facebook group. I have experience creating groups. My group right now, I think is roughly about 38,000 or about to become 38,000 members. So how to create a group of raving fans that will buy on a continuous basis for your Etsy store. In addition to that, I have a Pinterest course. I teach you how to start a Pinterest account from beginning to end. That's like about 45 videos because it's a lot to learn about Pinterest mm. and then how to use Instagram. That's another course. I think it's about 22 lessons and I have another course, um, how to use it It's not a course, but it's more of one year's worth of XC prompts that you could use on Instagram stories. That way you could build your brand, build visibility, gain trust, and then gain leads, quality leads that are interested in your products. And the one, the course that I'm working on now that should be available maybe by the end of October is how to use Facebook and Instagram ads 
to generate more leads to your business. And this is an introduction. I'm not an expert on Facebook, but I do use it. And a lot of people ask for this in the course and that's why I'm adding it as well. So you get a lot of value. Like I'm literally not only teaching you how to start a store, but I'm teaching you, okay, after you start the store, what else do you have to do to elevate it to the next level? So you could stand out even in saturated markets. And so you could dominate in the search results. So that's all you get in my course. That is, <laughs> that is a value-packed course. And you're not only getting all this value, what you're really paying is for all those like years of you hustling and trying to learn and, and doing exactly. all that. Those 10 years of trying to hustle, learn how to be better online marketer. That's what you guys get in, um, in a nice wrapped-up package. And, exactly. and what I love about it is that you've got step-by-step. Step. You're literally telling people, this is how you mm-hmm. do it. This is how you do the next thing. And oftentimes mm-hmm. that's what people like, you know, trying to teach somebody, uh, you know, um, a concept. It's great, but sometimes it just doesn't work. You literally just need to see it, need to be, you know, shown practically exactly what you want me to do. Because exactly. then once you understand those steps, that's when you start, you know, adding your own creativity and you can start making things your own um, in exactly. that process of, because of, this is essentially going to help somebody become uh, a, a, an online marketer, right? And the other thing, essentially, yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. And the other thing is what you said is you can have your own website, but you know, you still need to drive traffic to the website so that people appear on your website and then they can see what's on the website and then they make a decision to perhaps buy something off you. Whereas the benefit of Etsy is because it's a director and it's in their interest to sell your stuff because they get the cut and it's a, and you know, by now I've looked at, um, you know, on, on a stock trade, Etsy is actually growing. It's actually publicly publicly traded company. Their stock's going up. So that well, tells yeah, us like it is, right? I so, make money on my stocks. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> uh, do, you, do, you, do you invest in yes. stock? You do? Yes. I got mine, I think, at $32. So I'm pretty happy. I'm at it's, 110 now. I think it was 110. No, maybe 103 now, but I don't know. It's 103, 110 around there. It fluctuates. It's definitely yeah. growing. Now, what does that tell us? <laughs> Well, it tells us that because of this COVID pandemic this year, there's more and more people that are waking up to the fact that money on internet is no longer just some made-up stuff. You know, For years, people didn't believe it. This is absolutely a real thing. You can make some real money on, online and make your lifestyle more um, free in a way. Because, I mean, this is the great thing about internet is you can just need a laptop and you can run it from anywhere, right? So... Uh, exactly. So yeah, so definitely Etsy is growing popularity in popularity as more and more people stuck at home looking to, uh, to, to, to make things that they love, enjoy doing, but making money as a result of, of doing so. That's, that's so excellent. You can't be bad. Like you make something you love, but then you, and, and that it, it makes an impact on people. And at the same time, you make money. I mean, you can't beat that. Absolutely. Now, but one crucial thing is, and this is going back to my 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 experience. You know, I'm, I come from a fitness industry, and I know that you know all these things that we talk about today, they're all amazing. You can have your online online business. You can sit in front of a computer, and learn all these things, apply, grow, be successful. But that's successful as a business. But in order to perform well, and and I mean, what is a true happiness? What is a true success in life? Be healthy. Be happy. It's not just money, right? So yeah. this brings me to the next question for you, uh, Nancy. What do you do to keep yourself performing well? Um, do you exercise? Yeah, actually, it's funny because I'm overweight now, but I used to be a bikini model back in the day, and I was in really great shape. So now I'm, I'm trying to like get back there. And one thing that I told myself this year was I'm going to take care of my health more because my husband has cancer. He went through cancer last year, brain tumor. And that taught me, like, I need to really take care of myself more. And as an entrepreneur, it's easy, easy to be like, I don't have time to work out, but you have time for 12 hours of being online with your business. It's easy to do that. So one thing that I have changed this year is I do three things every single day that impact my business, but then I do three things every single day that impact my my life. So one is working out 30 minutes a day at least. The second is spending time with my son and teaching him because it's really important for me for him to learn Spanish and English. I'm the only Spanish speaking person in my house, so I have all the responsibility. And then the third thing is family time 
as well as spending time with him. But this has kind of been become my ritual now. And as an entrepreneur, it's really important to know that you're going to go through roller coaster feelings. You're going to have your days that you're going to be high and be like, oh, I'm, I'm great. And you're going to have your days that you're going to be like, I'm not that great. And you're going to have your days that you feel great. Or then you're going to have your days you're going to compare yourself to other people. But the key is to, even when you have fear, even when you have doubt, use that as a fuel. Don't use it to paralyze you or stop you. But your happiness honestly doesn't, like you said, it doesn't really come from the money. It comes from doing something you really love and you're passionate. And when you really love something and you're passionate, everything else works out. But at the same time, taking care of yourself. That's something that I have started doing myself now more in a continuous basis that I wasn't doing before, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. And um, I mean, there's going to be ups and downs always, right? There's ups yes. and downs in life. There's ups and downs. If we go back to stock trading, you know, big companies going down and when things go down, they go back up. Exactly. So, exactly. That was a really cool quote I heard from one of my guests before, which he said, um, hopefully I get it right, is don't go too low on your lows and don't go too high on your highs. Meaning when things go down, when things are not working out for you, don't let them put you down too much. Don't boggle. Don't get yourself bogged down and being depressed about it because it actually, you can make it worse and then yeah. it's going to be harder to come back up. Vice versa, when things are going really well, uh, don't let it go up in your head too much because <laughs> then you lose lose your, you know, check your, your ego. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So basically, always stay humble. Stay humble. When things are going yeah. up, always remember, you know, all the hard times where you come from and vice versa, when things go going down, you know, stay humble to yourself. Understand that you know, you this is just temporary. Um, you will you will come back up. Exactly. If you did it once, you could do it again. Because mm-hmm. that that way you can come back from those dips and highs. I mean, not from the highs, but from those dips, you can come back quicker. Exactly. And I was going to say for your audience, if they make sure that if they do enroll in the course, to make sure that they use the coupon code Success Inspired. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm gonna make sure I put all this, um, all this um, information in the show notes. Um, but I've got one more question um, that I like to ask. Um, what do you wish you had known when you started all this? I think the and it's weird because it's not like I didn't know. Like I didn't know when I first first started, but I learned it right away. Was branding yourself is really important. I don't know why I didn't do it. Like I didn't niche down. I just wanted to try everything. I had like that shiny syndrome. Like you want to try everything. Oh, this Mm. is cool. He's doing it. I could do it. And this is cool. She's doing it. So I think the one thing I wish I would have really understood is start with a niche, brand yourself correctly. If that doesn't work, then pivot to something else. Give it enough time too, because it's not going to happen in a month or two months. Give it at least one or two years before you completely decide, oh, it's been three months, I'm done with it. Like, give it time. And when I say give it time, also work on it as well. It's not like you're doing it like as a hobby. You got to change your mind. When you, when I changed my mind to, okay, I just got laid off. I got to take this serious. No more about doing stuff that's keeping me busy. I'm, I got to switch my whole schedule and do things that are gonna that make me more productive. When I did that, I made the most money than I ever made throughout the years. It was just crazy. I just did one switch. I mentally prepared myself and said, okay, no more playing. I don't have a full-time job no more that I, that I could just be playing around online or liking people's pictures or doing stuff that's not really helping me. Mm. So the one thing I will say is um, that we all, I, I've, been, I've done this as well, is trying too many things. Find, and it doesn't really necessarily mean that you have to have some passion. I didn't have passion for XC. It developed that way. <laughs> you see, so it wasn't like a lot of people say, find your passion, find your passion. But maybe you don't know what you're passionate about. Find something you enjoy doing and then see if that too, could possibly turn into a passion. And if you're really good at it and it's something that comes out of you naturally, it doesn't make you feel like, oh my God, this is so much work. Like you actually... Like I could sit with people for hours and 
and, and like they get tired of me because I'm talking about XE and digital marketing and how you could do so much online. And I get, they get so sick and tired of me. Why? Because <laughs> it just comes out of me and I'm so happy about it. And I, I love learning these things. And the more I learn about it, the more I grow. And it's just, I want to tell everybody, you could do it and you could do it, but no one's really listening. And so if you have that type of passion about something, my God, it's like, you'll start growing and growing and growing in that field. And when you least suspect it, you're like, wow, two years later, and I got almost 40,000 YouTube, YouTube followers. I mean, I don't have, like you said, you know, millions, but I'm happy with that. And if I keep at this track, you know, I was doing a calculation um, in five years, I have half a million. I'm like, that's not bad. In five years, I have half a million followers. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? And that will give me more opportunities. Um, and I will be able to do tech talk and I want to be a motivation, a transformational speaker. So I'm like preparing myself for that. And then if that means that in five years I could do that, that's even better. I have more practice speaking. I have more practice in podcasts, more networking. So it just, you know, it just starts with one thing and then you kind of grow and then you start wanting to do more things, but just micro niche down and focus on one thing versus trying to do everything. Become yeah. an, an expert in one particular area. And then you'll see the difference when you do that versus when you're all over the place with no plan, no nothing. You don't know who your RD audience is. You know, you got a lot of followers because you know how to grow and maybe, but no one's really buying from you. No one's really interacting. No one's giving you feedback like, oh my God, I love your video. I did that and it helped me. No one's doing that because you're all over the place. So micro niche and become an expert in one particular field. And once you grow, then you have the flexibility to say, I want to be a motivational speaker too. And I want to be a book writer and I want to do this. And then you'll have the opportunity to do more things that you want to enjoy as well. I love it. That's how I, I love it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Time and time again, proven again. Uh, people are around. I know I work with even myself, you know, trying to do too many things just doesn't work. You just really got to do that one thing, focus on it, give it time. You're not going to see success right away but give it time and, and success will come and then other really cool thing is about the art of delegation and using it um you know uh, when you start building some 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 success and some revenue use that revenue as a as a as a jump start for all the other things because when you do start making money you should then start thinking about okay um this is going i enjoy doing it but i also want to do this other thing how can I do it? I mean, there's only a certain amount of hours in a day. Yeah. I need a, I need somebody to help me, right? So when you exactly. do start making money, you can then hire somebody else who can mm -hmm. help you. And it doesn't mean it has to cost you a lot of money. You know, there's um, there's people uh, people out there who are willing to work for $5 an hour. And yes. even though it sounds like, oh, I'm paying somebody so, so little. Well, no, because... In those countries, say for example, in Philippines, you know, mm -hmm. I've got a virtual assistant in Philippines, and for her, five dollars an hour—it's a lot of money in that currency, yeah, in that is. country, in that economy. So, mm -hmm. so you can do that. You know, you can grow. Now you delegate a couple of your tasks so that you don't need to do to free up a little bit of your time, and then exactly. you can move that focus on the next thing, but not devaluing what you've built. That's a critical one. Not don't move on to something else. Uh, and then, you know, as a result of that, the first net you've been working so hard on, it starts to go down because it's losing your, you're losing your attention on that now. Exactly. exactly. Always trying to stay and keep those standards high. And then on the end, build, like build a system, basically. Have a really good system that will look after it. It will continue growing it and, and, and keep that foundation strong uh, on, on, of the stuff that you've built and then move on to the next thing. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent. I totally agree. I think like when you stress yourself out too much, something's going to fall, you know, in between the cracks because you, you can't do everything yourself. And I'm one like right now I have like a three member team in my I'm, I'm small, right? I'm a solopreneur, but I have three people that help me right now. And it's such a huge difference for me to be able to do more. Um, so hopefully in the future, I have more people that could help me. Like maybe I could have someone that does my video editing. I would love to have someone do that for me because that does take a lot of time and I'm not an expert at it. So I probably could get better quality videos in the future, but it does start small and then you kind of grow, like you said. And then with that, we can finish on this note. Nancy, it's been a, a lot of value bombs dropped at this episode. Um, so yeah. we're working, listeners, I'm sure they're working away with a lot of value, understanding what Etsy is and 
and hopefully we've inspired somebody out there to, to now go on a quickly search for Etsy and, and, and start setting up their shop um, and also perhaps going in and uh, sign up to your course so they can learn all about it Nancy it's been amazing having you on the show thank you for your time thank you for being here I wish you all lots of success lots of help to your family as well I uh, mm-hmm. wish you only the best and I look forward to um, touch base again in a few months time I would like to stay in the loop on how you're going um, yes Awesome. Thank you. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. You too. Awesome.